Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. This is going to sound really ignorant of me, and I will admit there was a time when I was super ignorant to this fact that an addiction meant something that you just put into your body. You know, a lot of people assume that, that yeah. it has to be like an alcohol or drugs or, or food. A, ju- a substance. A substance, A yeah. substance. Right. And I was, now I'll admit I was young. I was young because I had family members that suffered from addiction. And they That's were right. And they were substances. Right. So I thought that was the only type of addiction. It was something you were consuming. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until later in life when I realized there were certain things that maybe I was addicted to myself. Mm-hmm. And um, quit looking at me like that. No, it's not attention. <laughs> okay. Um, there was a time in my life where I felt like, okay, I have to have, um, and don't laugh, shoes all mm-hmm. the time. Um, I have to have perfume all the time. I have to have things. Mm-hmm. Those are addictions. And mm-hmm. although we may joke all the time about my love of shoes, my love of things, there are so many people who suffer from all types of addiction. Yeah, Food is an addiction. Yes, that's a substance too, but there are all types of addictions in life. And that's one thing we want to talk about today, because this is a real thing that so many people suffer from in silence and in shame, and especially in the Christian community. And people suffer from addictions that aren't substances. Okay, now, first of all, let us preference this. Um, If you are suffering from an addiction or if you have a family member that is suffering from an addiction that is is a substance. Mm-hmm. We are not making light of that, and we're oh, not no saying that um, that's not important. We are just specifically wanting to um, talk about addictions that are not substances, right. because um, there are ad- other types of addictions mm-hmm. that aren't talked about as much, especially in the Christian community. And so right. we're just wanting to shine a light on those types of addictions, There's- okay? There's a ton of things that we don't talk about in the Christian community because there's this wow. whole pressure of, well, if your faith is strong enough, then you don't have to, you have been set free from all of these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, while, yes, I know uh, a few people in my life that were struggling with alcohol. Uh, one friend was really, really messed up with crack cocaine. Um, and some other things. And yes, when they became Christians, this one gentleman, it's like the day he got saved and really got serious about seeking God, his compulsion, his addiction was severely and miraculously diminished. I mean, he still had to fight it, but it was different. But there are so many of us that deal with emotional, physical compulsions, addictions, and so forth, and we hide it because of that Christianese pressure. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I let somebody know that I'm struggling with this, then they're going to start thinking I'm not a good Christian or there's going to be some kind of backlash. And that's really unfortunate. It's very, it very sad. It, it really makes, is. Yeah. It makes the problem worse. The more you try and hide it, the more secretive your, for lack of a better term, a second life becomes mm-hmm. and, the more, and the more hold on your life that it has. 
Um, but yeah, it doesn't always have to be drugs or alcohol. Let's uh, gambling is an addiction. We all know about that. Yep. Food is an addiction or can be an addiction. Mm-hmm. Let me be more clear. Um, gentlemen, when we are home alone and we have the computer all to ourselves, there are times when there are things that we should not be looking at. That, my friends, can also be an addiction. Hey, women suffer from that addiction, too. That's true. can fall prey to that addiction as well. It's not just men, but yeah. There's there's a lot of things that we deal with that become addictive in our behavior. And one of the things that uh, you can start to identify, if okay, is this thing in my life, this thing that I enjoy, this thing that I'm doing, okay, maybe it's not exactly the right thing, but is it an addiction or do I have a handle on it? If I got it, you know, I'm, I got, I'm in control of my life, right? I know. <laughs> I when I lived in Wisconsin, when I was doing radio in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. there was a thing about trying to identify whether or not you had a tendency or a compulsion for alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, go thirty days without it. And if you balked at that, or if you objected to doing that, that could be an. It didn't mean that you were definitely an alcoholic. Didn't mean you definitely had an addiction. But it means that perhaps that's something you need to look at. I was talking with a friend of mine about, hey, this is a, a thing that I just read that, you know, perhaps you should try and go 30 days without his reaction about alcohol. He was like, why should I do that? I'm like, well, because it's an indicator as to whether or not it's a problem in your life. It's not a problem. Why should I go 30 days without it? And I smiled. And I said, this may be an indicator that you need to think about you this. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, so think about it. if there's something in your life where if somebody said, hey, can you go 30 days without that? And you know what? On the morning show, we've talked about going 30 days without social media. Mm-hmm. And that has that that puts this 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 thing in your heart like, what? 30 days without social media? Why would I do that? Why? <laughs> Maybe that's an indicator that perhaps, perhaps there's a, a type of an addiction or yeah. a compulsion involved with social media. Yeah. Or things that you watch online or on television, mm-hmm. things that you buy, things that you put your value into. These are some Ooh, of the things that you, you have to kind of think about. That's a good one when you say things you put your value into because that reminds me about um, something that I was struggling with. And this is probably going to seem so trivial to some people. But for me, this was a big deal because – I, my thing is um, I love perfume. I love to smell good. I love um, – to me, that's just a luxury item that I enjoy. I have always loved perfumes. Right. I love the bottles. I love um, the stories behind the perfumes. Mm-hmm. They. I love the memories the um, mm-hmm. different smells evoke. Some of them um, – Smelling certain scents um, remind me of certain things from my childhood. I could smell a fragrance and it could take me back to um, a time with my grandma or um, just any type of memory. And there's like a huge perfume community, a huge fragrance community. And so there was a time where I put so much money into buying fragrances. Right. Anytime there was 
a new fragrance that came out, I had to have it. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm talking lots of money, y'all, into fragrances. And if you are part of the fragrance community, you know that fragrances can range from five dollars to hundreds of dollars. And see, that blows me away. Yes, but if, I get it. If you know, you know. I, un- and I understand, y'all. I'm I'm just telling you. How I, much does uh, Dracard Noir go for now? I mean, you know, <laughs> not saying I still have it. In the cabinet there. There but. are vintage brands and there are niche <laughs> brands. Y'all, I, you know what? I'm not even going to get into that because the shame is just going to start. I'm just telling you, yeah. it is. There are so many YouTube videos on fragrances. I'm just going to tell you there are some bottles of fragrances that go for $500. More. That's I mean, amazing. I'm just. But I get there, it. There was a time. Right. I'm just telling you. It's, it's like an addiction. It it really it, it yeah. is an addiction actually because you buy a new perfume you're excited when that perfume comes mm-hmm. right you get that perfume in the mail you smell it it's a high because you've gotten this new perfume right. you've waited for it you smell it and it's like oh okay the high is over you've mm-hmm. gotten it you put it on your um, vanity or on your perfume tray and it's like okay. What's next? The you next wait one. for the next one. And by the time it's all said and done, you've got 100, 200 bottles of perfume because you yep. you just keep on collecting these. And the next thing I know, that's what happened to me. Yeah. Over 150 bottles of perfume. And then one day I am going through YouTube and I see this lady who is one of these perfume YouTubers because you spend hours um, listening to these reviews. Right. And all it takes is one of these YouTubers who has thousands of followers telling you this is the next big one and this is the scent profile and you got to go out and buy it. And, and it you starts do. the hunt, doesn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. And you get all excited and then you go spend your money on it. Yeah. And she's on YouTube crying and she's like, what am I doing? She was like, I'm telling you to go do this and this doesn't bring me joy. And I'm sitting here. Every day looking at all of these fragrances, and it takes me 30 minutes every day to pick one. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'll never use up all of these perfumes. And yep. I'm telling you to go spend your hard-earned money on this. And all the experiences I could have had with my family, but I've used all this money to buy perfume. She's like, what am I doing? Yeah. And You felt that? I felt it. Yeah. And all of these comments, people are like, yeah, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And y'all, like I said, if you're not in the perfume community, you're probably like, this is dumb. No. But somebody to me, I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's like, I think this was temporary enjoyment for me when I could have gotten the same enjoyment from going to have some quiet time or, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm looking for joy and other things. Your experience is not unique. What you just, what you just explained is the typical cycle of addiction. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, I'm, I want to say something. I don't know whether there is a clinical definition between addiction and compulsion. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. I, I don't know. I don't know the mm-hmm. difference clinically. We're just going to mm-hmm. kind of use them all together as, yeah. as a compulsion. But mm-hmm. 
you are tempted by the thing. Yes. Whether it is buying a perfume or whatever, and and it starts. You start going down that road. You start doing a little bit of research. You get a little excited about, yes. ooh. Then you go shopping for it. You find the one that is the right price. You purchase it. You use it. You enjoy it. You Right. You have that exhilaration. And then creeps in a little bit of regret. Oh, I just dropped a couple hundred bucks on this when I... Well, I kind of need to spend a couple hundred bucks for that. Well, you know what? I'll put that on on a monthly payment or something. Then you come to that, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm done with this. I'm not this is this is not good for me. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm done with it. And then comes temptation. Here's the other one. And the mm-hmm. cycle begins all, all over, over again. again. Yep. And this is very this is not unique whether you're buying shoes, you're buying perfume, mm-hmm. Watches, bracelets, Mm -hmm. you shared yours. When I was a financial advisor, I found out very quickly that if you, as a financial advisor, didn't look very successful, that you had money, the clients that you were trying to work with that were successful and had money, or at least they looked like it, they wouldn't do business with you. Wow. You had to have the really nice suit. You had to have the nice watch. You had to have the nice car. When that ha- when you had the trappings of success, then the clients that you were looking for, they call them A-list clients, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the clients that you're going to do business with. And let's be honest, you're going to make a lot of money from them, from doing work with them. Because if you're trying to teach me how to manage my money well, then you better look like money. Precisely. Okay. If I'm trying to tell you, wealthy individual that you, I have the strategy for you to invest $100,000 and it's going to do very well for you, but it looks like I shop at Kmart every day and I'm barely keeping ends together. Are you going to trust me with your money? Mm, No. Okay. That's the perception. Is that real? Is that logical? And is that correct? No, not always. But is it perception? Well, we all know about that. Mm -hmm. So I started getting into, well, I have to have a nice suit. And then I started I started collecting very nice silk ties. Rush Limbaugh had a great uh, line of ties. Jerry Garcia had a really nice line of ties. I'm telling you right now, in my closet, I probably have 20 or 30 silk ties, beautiful, expensive silk ties that I had when I was in business. I've never worn since I got out. I put them in a drawer. And I, I literally found them the other day. I was looking for something. I opened the drawer. I'm like, oh, look at this. And I closed the drawer because I don't wear them anymore. Wow. I also got the same feeling you were expressing with watches. Mm. I have a stupid watch collection. It is ridiculous. I have two big boxes of watches. I could wear a different watch every day of the week, every day of the month, basically, and the reason I had them was to impress other people. The reason I, I was buying them and displaying them and showing them is I wanted somebody else to be impressed with where I was in life. I was putting my value in my car, in my watch, in oh, my, my suits, yes. uh, my suits, in, in, in the ties, blah, 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 blah. And it took a long time for me to realize none of that matters. That's not my value. Mm -hmm. And if somebody 
that I'm with values me only because of the stuff that I have in my life, then then my character isn't showing through. My Christianity isn't showing through. If all they see is the car, the tie, the watch, blah, 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 blah. If that's all they see, then I'm not being a, I'm not being an example or an ambassador, if you will, of Jesus. They're yeah. not seeing Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're seeing the, the watch. They're seeing the car, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that really hit me. Yeah. It really, really hit me. And I, like I said, I took all the ties and I threw them in this thing. When was the last time you saw me wear a suit? I've never seen you. Thank you. I don't. Yeah. I I put it all away because it just, there was something about it that it was like, ugh, I don't like this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And it was not easy. Yeah. I believe that about addiction. So when my father was going through substance, Mm -hmm. he, he was addicted to drugs. You know, they always said there was like a deeper thing, like, most people always. who are addicted to something, it's not just because, okay, I just like nope. cocaine or I just like right. it. There's always a deeper issue. And just like you, you were putting your value mm-hmm. in those things. And like me, when I felt like, okay, I need a new perfume to make me feel good or I need a pair of shoes to make me feel good. And then once I had the temporary joy, mm-hmm. I felt sad again. Mm-hmm. I after counseling, I realized, okay, I was depressed and I was suffering from anxiety. And instead of talking to someone, I would go buy something mm-hmm. that would make me happy for the moment. Mm-hmm. And then after I had gotten the thing, I was sad again. Yep. And when I bought most of my stuff, it was right after my divorce, and it you. When I did most of my shopping and things like that, it was usually on a weekend when the kids were gone with their dad Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. mom was busy. My sister was busy. Everybody was too busy and I didn't have anybody to hang out with and I was left alone with my thoughts. So what did I do? I went and bought a pair of shoes Mm -hmm. or um, I just went somewhere shopping because I didn't have anybody to talk to. Um, I was looking for joy. I was looking for Something to make me happy when I was looking for joy and peace and comfort in other things instead of in him. And And so when you do that, it leads to addiction and self-destruction and things Uh like that instead of putting your hope and peace in him. And I'll tell you, um, even though I went through this uh, catharsis, if you will, of, of, of saying, hey, I'm putting too much emphasis of value on all this other stuff, I'm going to try and purge all that out. I'm not done. I, it is still a work in progress. Oh, I too. Every day. I, I still deal with idolization of status symbols. Mm-hmm. I still deal with that because it was ingrained in me for so long that if, well, you know, if you drive a certain car, people will respect you. Mm-hmm. If you have certain stuff, people will look at you like, oh, well, I respect I still deal with that. And one of the other things that, as I purged all that out of my life, the other thing that crept in is said, well, you know what you can comfort yourself with? Try the cheeseburger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had, as, I, as I purged all that other stuff out of my life, what crept in? 
about 60 pounds. Yeah. And it's like, now I'm working on that. It's like, there's, come on, man. There's always something. Yeah. I, I think um, there's always something. It's always something you are going to have to be aware of. I feel like I'm always having to pray myself through the next thing. Every day. Every, Every single day. day. Um. You know how they say, this is so weird for me to say this. So you know how like if you are an alcoholic, you have to watch yourself when you are, um, if you are, say if you're at a wedding and wine is going to be mm-hmm. served and you're alcoholic, either you don't go to the bar afterwards right. or um, you just have to really be strong. Right. Or um, Sometimes you got to take yourself out of the place where there's the temptation. Yes. Whether or, it's alcohol or whatever it is. Right. Um, so for me, um, if I am I'm going to Macy's, I have to stay away from the perfume section. I know that sounds silly, but no. I don't go to that area. Um, if I am going, if I am invited on a shopping trip, I have to make the decision, okay, am I going to be strong mm-hmm. or am I just going to just say, you know what, this weekend I'm going to stay inside and read. Yeah. Like it it really is a struggle. It is. Um, different things people have to pray their way through. Like everybody has something. Mm-hmm. Everybody has some type of baggage and struggle. You never truly know what somebody is going through. And I was reading this article about – Christianity and addiction. And this is really interesting about what it says. It says, um, for most Christians, in order to get the necessary help, Christians need to be encouraged to come clean about their struggles with addictions. And they need to be reminded that no matter how bleak their situation is, there's always an opportunity for redemption. And a lot of times, Christians are made to fear coming clean because they are Christians. And they feel like that because they are Christians, they will be ostracized by the faith community. And so a lot of times, Christians will live in shame and try to just suffer alone. And that is so sad. And it's not real life. It's not real life. Jesus is there to help us through everything that we are going through. Absolutely. It just takes honesty with ourselves and being honest with God. Yes. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix It podcast is brought to you by Mardell Christian Education Stores, which provide a vast selection of faith-based products and supplies for both classroom and homeschool teachers. You can find Mardell exclusive brands in their education, church supply, and gift departments, you know, like Renewing Minds and The Brainery. Toys for the kiddos, from Melissa and Doug, science and craft activity kits, they're all 30% off. And you can view their weekly ad and what's on sale anytime you like by simply downloading the Mardell app. Try the Peas and Carrots podcast for more encouragement. Brian and Kayla share life from their piece of the vegetable patch. Expect to laugh, find common ground, and hear stories you can't wait to share. It's a podcast about doing life together, growing in Christ together, and learning to laugh no matter what comes your way. Search Peas and Carrots Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts today.